0: This is a podcast about failure. With me, Lola Berry, author, nutritionist, and yoga teacher. Join me as we get to know these guests and learn about how their failures have ultimately shaped their dreams. Welcome to Fearlessly Failing with Lola Berry. G'day, it's Lolz here. How is everyone feeling? Uh, This would be day 561 million of isolation or lockdown. In all seriousness though, uh, I really hope you're going okay and feeling okay with this new normal. Um, This week I have for some reason slept in heaps and I get real guilty around it. I think I've spoken about guilt on nearly every intro since Corona's kicked in. And for me, like being okay with letting myself sleep in an extra hour or knowing that you can be productive without sitting at your laptop for eight hours straight. So I think just learning that work looks a little bit different or feels a little bit different to usual isn't such a bad thing. And I hope that maybe, maybe resonates with someone or helps someone. Now, the reason why we're bringing this guest out this week is because she is straight down the line and she's so inspiring. And what makes her inspiring is her realness. So I'm really pumped for you to meet Abby Gilmore. This woman is a really young mom of three beautiful kids. And we actually met, We, we I'm sure we speak to this, but we actually met, we recorded this yonks ago, by the way, Um, i'm a bit ocd with podcasts and record a little bit in advance and so abby and i actually met at this event that we went to together in sorrento and we both got on the wines and we were kind of inseparable after that and and especially on that day so um thank you so much abby for jumping on this pod If you are a mum or anybody that's just got your own kind of passion, this podcast is probably for you. She's really open about her mental health. She's really passionate about teaching her kids resilience. And she wants to build a profile that she's proud of and that inspires people. And that kind of like really spoke to me. I made some notes from the pod and some lessons that hopefully will get you excited. She said, when things are bad, they don't always stay that way. And when things are good, they don't stay that way either. So nothing stays the same for too long, which is kind of nice, especially um, with the times that we're living in now. You can have a kind of a rough day, but the next day might be really positive. And she wrote, I'm not for everyone and everyone is not for me. She wrote that to me the night before we did the pod. And I was like, how cool is that? Cause I, I'm a bit OCD and I get a bit caught up with thinking I need to be perfect for everyone. And it's like, I'm totally not gonna be everyone's cup of tea. And then the final one was vulnerability is power. This chick, Abby, is vulnerable. She is honest. She is real. She is so passionate about being a mom that, yeah, teaches her kids about strength and definitely vulnerability and tapping into how they feel. So I really hope you enjoy this podcast I did with Abby in her bed, no less. Uh, Abby, you are a wonderful human being, and it's a total honor to have you on this podcast. Big love. Okay, I'm here on the bed <laughs> with Abby Gilmore. Now we were just saying you were like, I don't know about introing myself, and I was like, well, I googled you, and it comes up like former wag, mummy blogger, and a list of like, it's a mess, drama basically, yeah. and and you yet when. We were writing to each other. You were like, this is what I want to be known for. So why don't we start with that? That's a good idea. (laughs) It is
1: actually really depressing. Um, And it gives me, I get real anxious. I can't even put my own name into Google. There you go. So this is great. Um, I guess I just want to be known for Abby. And I've been really struggling for people to see that, I guess, um, because like we discussed earlier, whoopsies, um, everyone is so quick to pick the negatives. Yeah. We were talking about that downstairs with your mom as well. Yeah. So I'm I feel like the last couple of years, um, I have really been trying to um highlight the positives in like say co-parenting or um mental health, like, you know, the positive being there, getting help, um, and talking to somebody, et cetera. But every time it's like I'm just pulled back down with a headline
0: that's just negative and yeah, it sucks. The and I'm 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 so glad I haven't forgotten this because I was thinking last night when I was prepping you from the moment I met you, which was only in like December yep. last year. So yep. we're recording this in is it March now? Yeah, we're in yeah. March. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh God, this is a good egg. <laughs> when I met you and sat in that car together, yes. and went all the way to Sorrento yep. together yep. and didn't kind of leave each other's sides. Yep. And when you said just then, like, I want to be known as Abby. For yourself, for who you are, the essence of who you are. Like the moment I met you, I knew nothing about the headlines. Yeah, I was. We were in. I was introduced. We were introduced via Olivia White. Yeah, we were. And she was like, "Don't worry, Abby's real." <laughs> she said the same about you. You'll love Lola. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> She's one of us. Kind of thing <laughs> real. And I think I'm so glad that I got to know you that way. And yep. I believe that hopefully, a podcast like this is a chance for people to get to. Reintroduce them, or yes. you get to reintroduce yourself to them. And it's like, far out, I'm Abby. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I've got these awesome things in my life. Sure, I've had my challenges. Yeah, that's right. But like this is who I am, and and the thing that you you made a list for me last night, Abby was really good. She was like, "Here are my lessons. Here are what <laughs> things I'm passionate about." It's very very cool. But you mentioned not to dive straight deep into something kind of like big. But I think that you're here not to sweat the small stuff. Like I think you're a very deep person, and you said. Vulnerability is power. Yeah, Didn't you? I, I did, I, I did. I'm only I'm, is power. I'm yep. only asking that because I often <laughs> you read You said right. that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm only asking you that because I, as I wrote it, I was like, shit, I do this thing with my paraphrase and yeah. I was like, am I? And I'm studying a lot of like. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm studying heaps of acting at the moment. It's all about vulnerability. I was like, yeah. oh, fuck if I change it. But I mean. What do you mean when you say vulnerability is power because i'm when I met you, I was like, "Oh God, she's this chick's honest, and you had no filter, which yeah. I love. I mean it as in the sense that like I'm able when I
1: share my stories um generally surrounding mental health, um which I'm finding that like you know, a lot of people are really stuck with with that sort of stuff, but I'm finding that when I say like you know, oh, I struggle with a really bad depression or you know, my anxiety was really bad and blah, blah, blah. People's faces, they're like, oh, God, I don't know how to do it. Like they're like, ah, what do I do, what do I do? It's whereas still taboo, right? It is, whereas when I say it, I'm like, do you know what? The reason that it's so nice to get it off my chest is because once it's out there, it's not inside me anymore. Like it's out, in, I've taken its power away basically. So when I talk about my depression and anxiety and my struggles as a single mum or like even today being partnered with kids, like it's so important to me to be able to create that safe place for others to open up as well. So when I say vulnerability is power, I mean showing that side that we often hide. You know, when when it's out there and and for everybody to see and you're okay with it, nothing else can really stop you. You know, like I and when when we do Google Abby Gilmore, don't do it. Um, you'll see <laughs> a lot of doing it right everyone's now. <laughs> doing it, don't do it. You'll see a lot of negativity and stuff, but that's not who I am and I know that. And I'm okay with it being there. It's just I now have the power to change it. So that's what I want to do. But I don't know. I just, I just see a really nice thing in in sharing the stuff that we don't normally um, because it helps so many people.
0: Totally. Really oh. helps people. And I think that being real, which is what you are, is so rare.
1: Yeah, it is. And that's why vulnerability is power. Like, that's why I get the I get the job that I <clears throat> that I have, because it's rare. So like mm. I mean, I had someone say to me last night, what's it like not having a job? And I thought, oh oh, that's nice of this male to be saying that to me. And I clicked on his thing and he was a teacher and I thought you are literally having such an impact on children's lives. Like stop worrying about what I'm doing. Mm. I'm having an impact just because it's not like a a proper job these days. Like, But we have such a huge influence on people and and I really want to make sure that what I am putting out is it's the hard stuff
0: so that people can, you know, like they can get something from me. Also I think we're living in a time where traditional 9-to-5 job is a thing that is merely a choice and there's nothing wrong if you want to have that job. That's right. But there's also nothing wrong if you want an unorthodox. Yeah. Like I can bet that you're working at 10, 11 p.m. on a work gig for. that's right. Yep. Whether it be, and and I know you've got another passion that I'm sure will come to, to yep. life in the coming months and I think that's going to take a lot of hard work and yep. you'll be definitely working beyond nine to five to make that happen. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that that's kind of like an old way of thinking, people that think you've got to have a, I've never had a nine to five job. No, and I think that these like, tri- they're so like, it's such a traditional way of thinking. Like and we are really
1: trying to um, not break those traditions and things, but I'm very much into creating my own norm um, and I'm happy with what I do. And I just think that a lot of people do have a bit of work to do to catch up, you know, in terms of how they perceive an influencer or, you know, someone that doesn't have that normal nine to five job or someone that's not studying at university or a a young person who wants to be a mum. Like we are so closed in our thinking that I just think that I want to be the person that um, breaks those norms and just sort of says like, "Hey, like, give everyone a break. You know, we're all trying. We're all living this this life, and we're all navigating it in our own ways. And if I can be helpful to someone, then I'm going to do that. You know, like I'm not hurting anyone in the
0: process. So totally. And I think like touching on the mental health stuff, if you lived a nine to five job, didn't have your bambinos, yeah, you'd probably be unhappy.
1: Yeah, I would. Yeah, you know. 100%. So I think
0: like everything you're just talking about is kind of like following your truth yeah 100% and yeah. and i think by you're giving other people permission to do that as well by yeah. setting that that's a what's that quote like by shining your light everybody else around you is inspired to yeah. shine too and you're yeah. walking the, a walking personification of yeah. that. Yeah. I, I love that you touched on, and I do want to definitely go deeper into the mental health stuff, but, like, there was a time where you were a single mom; the girls were both under two. Yeah. Like, and epically young. Yeah. How old were you
1: then? I was 22. So I was 22 with two kids under two. Do you know what? I, like, it's, like, on my belt now. I'm, like, yeah, yeah I was. I was yeah. 22 with two kids under two. Like. <laughs> And that's probably um, a huge thing is, like, if you had a spoke to me a couple of years ago, I would have sat here and been the victim in my story and, like, you know, I was 22, two kids under two, like, whatever. Now I'm kind of like, yeah, I, I was am. 22, I was, yeah. with two <laughs> kids under <out of> two. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not like, many people can say that. Yeah, like, it's really been, um, it really Im- it empowers me. Like, it really makes me think, do you know what? I did that. I can do anything. Like, yeah. And I just want to give that to other people who write to me who were me a few years ago. So they are me a few years ago and they're looking for that light and they're like, where is it? Like, I'm, I don't know. I don't even know what I want to do anymore. Like, I've got these kids and, and I'm like, and you don't want them, do you? And they're like, but I'm like, it's okay. You can say it. I didn't want my kids either, yet they were all I wanted in life. But when I was so miserable, like, I wish someone took them from me nearly because it was just so hard to get out of bed and to live and to feed them again and myself. And, um, whereas, like, yeah, now I'm like, go, you, like, you did it, you know, and and
0: everyone can do it. You just also so brave of you to say that. I think that, I mean, I'm not a mother, but I can imagine there are days where you're like, have I given birth to these things yeah. that I don't want and take them back <laughs> yeah. and win a return <laughs> policy, you know. And and I think that it would be natural for people to have that thought, but yeah. often they won't speak about that. That's right. And that's where you're kind of like, and is it, so for some of that time you were single, correct? Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. So, and also in
1: saying that, I don't want you to be listening if you are in a position of, you know, being a single parent with kids thinking like it's different for you and oh, shut up, like whatever. Um I really want you to like delve into that like it's a hard time and you need to really feel everything that you're feeling right now. Like it's not easy and it's not going to be for a while. So don't look at me and think, oh, how come you're smiling? Like don't compare your Chapter 1 to my Chapter 10 because I've done the chapters in between which has taken years to get to where I am Um, and that should be something that's really hopeful for you knowing that like In two years, you know, I'm going to be in a completely different space. In six months, I'll be in a different space. Like um, where you are now, like you're not a tree. (laughs) You know, you can, you will move and you will be somewhere else soon and um, all of this bad stuff that's happening, it's leading you and directing you to something better. Um, And that's been a huge lesson. Like that's been really something that I really um, think about even now, like I was messaging Lola the other day saying, like, I'm in this really weird place right now. Like, can't explain it, but I feel off. I'm not myself. Like, but I know something's coming for me. Like it's coming. It's just I gotta go with this feeling right now. And um that that's like a that's you know, when we're in our little shitty spaces, that's something that you can hold on to. Just know that something
0: better is coming. And the thing that you said in that, well, you said so much that I loved, but you said feel it, like let yourself feel shit. Yeah. And I think that that's the bit that society, I don't want to say society, but like we're kind of conditioned to be like don't process that really bad thing that's happening to you. Shove it under the rug. Yeah. It's not okay to talk about being depressed, anxious, sad, not wanting your kids, all those things. Mm -hmm. That's not okay to talk about. And yet you're saying feel it and and if you look at anything to do with mental health or therapy, you have to process that thing that could be yeah. hugely traumatic for you at the time yeah. in order to move through it or else it's going to come back for you when you're 40. Well, that's it. And it's like you don't process it on that emotional level. Like you then
1: experience it on that physical level or, you know, and then it comes out in other ways. So it's like um, that's also, why I look at like my parents' generation and things like that and. And I, they kind of make me feel um, like what I'm doing is it's really just divine timing because I have the power to be able to reconnect those guys with their feelings um, mm. and show them some things and tools and whatever and work through a lot of the stuff that maybe they never would have thought they would ever. Um, and then I've got, you know, my own kids who – we are huge on affirmations in this house. Mm. We are huge on talking about our feelings. And we are huge on, you know, jumping into bed. And Miller's like, Mom, let's talk about our emotions today. I felt really sad, but it was okay. And I'm like, great, that's amazing. Uh. I was like, you know, I had a really good day today, but yesterday it wasn't so good. Like, so I have this like opportunity to be able to bridge these two sort of generations. And um, that's really powerful for me. Like an um to be able to give that to my girls so that they grow up knowing that emotions and feelings, um, it's normal to talk about and to have them. Um, but also to be able to show my parents, like, let's work out this, this, and this
0: and this. Mm. Like, let's talk about it. Like it's really Well our nice. parents are baby boomers. Yeah. So that's a generation where you weren't heard. Yeah. So like giving to empower. A a generation where there's like a part missing Mm -hmm. is so amazing and I was lucky enough to meet your mum downstairs and she's so beautiful and gentle and... Caring yeah. and that their generation was you have kids and you look after those yeah. kids, and oh. they are your life powerhouse. She just did all my washing, it's so fast, apparently. So fast. <laughs> I walked in, I was like, it smells so good, and you're like, yeah, that's my mom's. My mom's, cool mom's yeah. <laughs> <on."> <laughs> uh, but something that you touched on then, and you mentioned it to me last night, was uh, I'm passionate about teaching my kids resilience. Yeah. And I look at you and I see a very resilient human being mm-hmm. and how do you, like, how do you want to impart those lessons? I want my kids to know that, like, like, for instance, my own story, and, I mean,
1: we can delve into that and I don't really want to anymore because I want instead of we're so programmed and conditioned for when something goes wrong in our lives, you know, it's we're meant to be bitter yeah. and I just want to be better. And I Mm. think that's what I want to instill in my kids is that when something doesn't go to plan, it's not put there to make you bitter, it's put there to make you better. So Mm. I just want my kids like everyone wants for their kids. You know, I want them to be successful but along the way I think it's really important that they have things go horribly wrong. Like, you know, people say to me, well, what happens if someone breaks Miller's heart? I'm like, good. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think... She will really need that. She will learn and grow from that. Like that will be fantastic, you know, like we're building resilient children here. Um, So I just think like if you're going to go into life thinking it's going to be rainbows and butterflies, you Mm. are going to be in for a shock. I want my kids to know that there will be bullies at school. There will Mm. be bullies in the workplace. There will be people that are going to take from you and there will be boys that are going to upset you. But it's how we can come back from those things Um, and what you can do for other people, you know, that will make you – a really powerful human. So, like, I don't know, I just really, I love that. I
0: love resilience in my kids. I'm really passionate about it. And it sounds like you're super clear on teaching them perception because, like, if someone bullies you, that can be like, you know, the bitterness, like I feel really yuck yep. about that. Or, hey, this really uncomfortable thing has happened. How can I learn and grow from it to make yep. me better? Which is, and that's simply a shift in perception. It is, that's yeah. That's all it is. The circumstances are the same.
1: Yeah. And on that, like with the kids, um, you know, just for example, um, one of the girls was on a little excursion mm. um, and it was, we're in a fruit shop and uh, the fruit shop lady said, You know, have some strawberries to the kids. And so Miller had a strawberry, and then she says, Have another one. So Miller had another one. And a little girl in her class goes, Oh, you're fat. Uh. And I thought, oh, isn't it funny that like a little girl, and she's only little, she has no idea what kind of impact that she Mm. can have on Miller, like a really long-lasting impact, just Mm. from a little throwaway comment. But I thought, like, anyway, we've done a lot of work at home around this. So I looked at I looked at Miller and she looked at me and I said, And what do we say? And she goes, Oh, I think I'm beautiful just the way I am. And I was like,
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> and she
1: looked back at me with this big grin on her face and I was like, Good girl. And then we we after this the day had finished, we got in the car and I said, Um, you know, remember when this happened? And she goes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, like that was such a really nice way of handling it. Mm. Um But the way we talk about like we don't really label bullies in our house but we just sort of say, you know, that person's not very nice today because maybe they had a bad morning. You know, not what a douche, like what an Mm. absolute dick of a human. Mm. Where's the parents? Like, you know, let me at them. It's like, okay, well, let's maybe understand that they might not have had a good morning like you, Mills, maybe they had a really bad sleep. And she's like, oh, yeah, like it makes sense, mum. So she's not going to that negative straight away. Mm. She's being really considerate of someone else's situation
0: and I, like, I'm so proud of the girls. Mm. They're really, like, they blow me away. Imagine as well as they take that into their adolescence and adulthood when the reality is, like, and the truth of the matter is some people are. Yeah. Not nice out there. But if you start to realise usually people are only mean because of their own circumstance and their own shit, Yeah. Um. It, it's very easy not to take it on and yeah. just be like, okay, like, and I've only learned that through therapy for my own personal stuff because I would take every single thing yeah. personally. Oh, me too. It's like I'm walking around with a backpack and someone's problem, I pop it in my
1: backpack mm. and then like, oh, there's Lisa's problem over there, I'll mm. pop that in my backpack mm. and then I've got this big full backpack and... Yeah, it's like then I go nutty and it's like we need to learn how to unpack everyone else's problems. So another thing that we do is we zip up our energy. Like Miller's very um, open as well. Mm. So when we get to school there are a lot of kids running and she's Mm. like she she clings and she goes into herself, which isn't her personality, um, but it's very overwhelming. And so I say, what colour are you today? And she goes, um... Orange. I was like, okay, cool. So she'll do a zip from like under her belly button, up around her head, Ah. around her back, back to her belly button and that's like her safe bubble. So like no one can get in her energy and it's orange and like she'll Ah. walk in so confidently and I'm like, there you go. Just little tools like to Mm. be able to do with your kids that, you know, if we don't know them, we can't sort of help our kids we can get frustrated which is really common and normal because I was getting super frustrated but when we implement these little changes like it just I don't know it's like it, it lets you into their little minds you know yeah. it's like maybe those kids running up big and scary for you mum but they are for me so it's yeah. like okay let's stop for a sec you're right like I'm in a rush to go to the gym so I did not even think <laughs> but we stop and like yeah we breathe and yeah it's good like I said to the other day She goes, Mom, I'm I'm feeling really nervous. I was like, I'm feeling really tired. But I was like, all right, what about you feel nervous, I'll feel tired, and in a minute maybe we can feel cheeky. And she was Mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah. And then she goes, Mom, guess what? I feel cheeky. I was like, (laughs) oh, my God, that's so funny. And she was like doing silly stuff. And then she went into her classroom. Like just to change that mental state, it's so powerful. So powerful.
0: It sounds like you're super. Like I feel like you're a super carer of humans in general. Like I think that's your nature yeah. is to care and to help and to heal. Yeah. And I imagine you you attract yeah. that in in your life on many levels. I'd imagine, yeah. but the fact that you're like so in tune in, and and intuitive with your kids like that. These are all like. It, all the examples you've given would work. I'm like I could do that for myself. 100 percent, yeah. Great. And
1: that's where I've kind of um got them from is because I was doing them with myself. I was like, you know, how can we make this child friendly? Like, how can I make it so Miller understands? And that's why I'm absolutely blown away. Like five and three years old, and their emotional intelligence—it blows mm. my mind. But it's really helped me in my own process. Um. Because I needed, I didn't feel understood. So mm. I needed to, it's almost as the, as if I have taught them these things because sometimes when the outside people don't understand me, my kids do, and I feel really, I just feel heard. Yeah. And that for me is like it's
0: enough. It sounds like as well you've created a very safe space for your kids to explore their emotion. Yeah. And even the fact that they can verbalise I'm feeling nervous, a lot of kids wouldn't even know what that feels like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pretty powerful, like yeah. you should, like, be proud of yourself. You've yeah, obviously done the work to yeah, be with fun. your kids. Yeah. That's it's stressful
1: so as cool. well. There's, like, that, that element to, like, when you're the conscious person and then you're around other people who are not and then you worry about all the silly things that they're not worrying about and then you're, like, sometimes I just wish I wasn't so open or, like, you know. it's nice your
0: gift, You man. come home
1: and you're, like, oh, I'm stressing because maybe I didn't do this right or blah, 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 blah and, like, you know, you just think way too
0: much. Like I think that's a, a, mo- a mother would naturally. Yeah. Think. How do you then bridge that into co-parenting? Because that's a very specific way of parenting, yeah. and to me, it sounds nourishing, um, nurturing, super caring, super holistic. Yep. How does that then merge into, you know? It's been like a really. Uh, it's been a process, and it's and I suppose that
1: again is another lesson is that don't expect to be co-parenting and nailing it straight away. Like mm. it's like it's really messy at the start because you are finding your feet and it's like ego is a huge thing. It comes into it and you're dealing with not only your own ego but somebody else's and then if you're partnered you've got, you know, another one and another one. Um and it was messy, um I was very protective, and you know i was I was probably really hard to deal with at the very start, so sorry um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what again, being vulnerable i I love talking about it mm. to them, and I love to laugh at myself and I love to just be like, you know i've i have i i acknowledge that I've come a long way, mm-hmm. and I I've said from the start, like this won't be easy for me. It will be a process. And mm. now I'm at the point where I can say, Hey, Mill is about to start school, just giving you a heads up if I'm acting funny. I'm I'm actually not coping very well. Like I thought I'd be okay, but I, I'm not. <laughs> like it sucks. And I just really need to be the one that's there and doing it all and it's got it's nothing to do with you. It's completely how I'm feeling. Um and that just the communication. Once you've nailed the communication, yeah, everything is fantastic. Like
0: and you sound quite open as well with your co-parenting situation just in the Yeah, yeah. You gave. I
1: mean, I'm open on my side of the fence, I'm very open yeah. and I completely respect the other side. So, this is purely just like my own my own struggles were control. I thought that I had to be in control and when you are co-parenting, you realize that you are not. <laughs> so, yeah. you have to share your kids. You have yeah. to have that time away from them. Um, And when I wasn't with them, I tried to control the situation um, and I would probably create, it it would create like tension between both because, you know, as a mum, you're very maternal. You want the best for your kids. You want to protect them. You feel like you can't. But again, it's ego. You know, once you sit back and say, hang on a minute, like my kids are safe, my kids are happy, they need to be with their dad too. Mm. Stop being selfish, like, you know. Just relax, go do something for you. Like they were coming home and I was a big ball of nerves because I had worried about them so much and they were fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and that was a lesson. I'm not in control of everything and I don't have to be. So relax. Like all I can mm. control is now and right now I'm going to have a bath or right now I'm going to go to
0: Kmart. <laughs> and I think also like you do your best. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you show up just even in this small snippet I've had with you now, it sounds like you just show up and you're just like, I'm going to be the best mum that I can be and I'm going to connect with these kids in the ways that feel the most nourishing and the realest. I think being real is very important for you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And you can see that in the way you speak about your kids. You're just like, this feels right, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And you're doing it very unapologetically and I love that. Yeah. I think you have to be
1: like... And I think it's okay to, like, you know, make mistakes. And a lot of people say to me just regarding, like, you know, information that you do find when you Google shit, mm. um, what are you going to do when your kids grow up and they read stuff and blah, blah, blah? And I think to myself, my kids know where I'll be. They can sit down with me. They can sit down and have a chat and we mm. can go over things. And I'm like that's so irrelevant. I don't care what people think. Like I care about what I I don't know, what I think and what my girls think. That's really all that matters. Mm. Like that's just noise. The rest is Mm -hmm. just noise. It's the media doing their thing. Like the girls will understand that. They know how this, they'll know how this works Mm. and they'll have, you know, a really great perspective and I think it'll be really awesome for them to be able to look back at a shit situation but also see how far mum and dad have come. You know, like how awesome that, you know, you might read that, cool, wow, mum, that's crazy or wow, dad, that was crazy but like look at you guys now and I think. And that, that's always been the motive from the beginning. So take it or leave it. Like it is what it is and you can't change things. And, you know, I was 22. I did the best I could with the tools I had then.
0: Oh, yeah. Now I'm
1: 26 and I love my situation and it works so well for us and I'm happy. So, like, power to us. You know, the girls might go through co-parenting and shit and I'll be like, hey, it's going to be really hard at the start, but promise you if you do this, this and this or just be open, like, you know, you'll get there eventually.
0: How cool. Yeah, like, like, it's got to be, you've got to have that positive spin on it. Yeah. 100%. Or you're be miserable. A few people ask questions about the co parenting stuff. I'm just going to yeah. be really rude and go on Insta <laughs> and look at these questions because they came through as we were coming in here. Yeah. And I was like, these are
1: such good questions. Yeah. It's an interesting topic because, I mean, there's only a few that like to do it consciously. And um, sometimes it is a really negative
0: thing. Like, you know, where. It's not always positive. This one I love. It's how has Abby's self-healing work had a positive impact on your co-parenting? So, like, when you were feeling mentally flat and anxious, depressed, all of that, Mm. then you obviously had to go and do work on yourself. Yeah. And obviously that's had a massive impact on the 22-year-old Abby versus the 26-year-old Abby. Do you want to share a bit about your self-healing journey? Yep. Yeah.
1: for me, I like it was a bit of an intervention to get me some help because I was very like I'm fine and yeah I don't need it and you know going out every weekend and drinking myself silly like it's
0: just it's just a phase like I'm okay. Um, Remember, you're 22 at this stage of the well, that's game. That's right. Too. Yeah, I had 22. I think I was still a DJ. Yeah, yeah. And that's <laughs> like, the thing; it's confusing because you're yeah. like. Well, I am just doing normal yeah, 22-year-old, 22-year-old things. <laughs> but
1: then it's like you've got dad and you're reminding you, yeah, but you've got two kids and you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, like I can see where <laughs> we're getting communication issues here. But it was a wake-up call because although I was a 22-year-old who would normally, it's it's acceptable to do those things, that's not who I was and everyone gotcha. knew that that's not who I so was. it was like
0: escapism.
1: Yeah, I wanted to be a mum from when I was five you know like yeah. I got pregnant at 19 like yeah. Abby wasn't like you I wasn't the going out drinking kind of girl so yeah. it wasn't in my nature to be doing what I was doing yeah um and I was I couldn't remember things I'd be I was god I remember I ended up in some random's house like it was really yeah. dangerous yeah. it's not it wasn't nice um my sister was like it's not okay my dad was like it's not okay and I got really angry at them the people that I love the most I was like just leave me alone. Like, yeah. you don't know what it's like. You, you're not me. Like, leave me alone. And I think it was my mum come down one day and was like, you know what, um, me and my friend Sally, we're – you're going to the doctors. Like, it's time oh, wow. to get a mental health plan. Yep. And you need to start seeing – you know, you need to start seeing someone. So I was like, okay, like, yeah, right. you're right, I I really should – So I did and it was the best thing I did, like Um. just to be able to go and unpack everything to someone that wasn't involved, who didn't know me, who, you know, was just who had really good tools for me to use, Mm. Um, it was the best thing I did. And anyway, I did that for months. Um, but then I met one of my friends, Claire Hill, and she is um, a psychic
0: medium. She's a, a life coach. She's You've a told me about Claire. She's We've amazing. we talked about this in the car ride, I remember. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And I met Claire and um, honestly, like, we were two souls that we met for a purpose. Like, mm. and this purpose was greater than us. It was like, you know, together we felt so powerful, which was crazy because I felt so weak and vulnerable at the time. but um, you know, she really opened up something in me. Um, and from that day, like I've just been going down more of a spiritual path. Like that's what works for me. Mm. I loved the help side of things. Um, you know, psychologists, counselors and stuff, like I did all of that. But, um, when I went over to this spiritual side and really got to connect with my purpose and my soul I guess which I know it sounds all weird but once I started journaling and getting out the stuff that was in my head out and talking and I don't know it's like I got cracked open Mm. I really got
0: cracked open and it fully resonated with you the spiritual stuff yeah Yeah. like and now
1: I'm I don't know like that's why I'm like guys mistakes are fun like yeah they're not at the time but like yeah you really got to make them because you love it you've got to crack yourself open
0: you never know as well, like, given your time again, you might might say I wouldn't have changed a thing. I won't. Like, yeah. I, I know,
1: and I've said it from the start, like, I wouldn't change a thing because, oh, look at my girls. Like, uh, yeah. look at Mason. I wouldn't have met Lee if, you know, and, and I had the best time um, with um, – Everyone that's been, you know, in my mm. life. I had I've had such awesome fun memories. Like, why mm. would you erase those, you know, just for some shitty ones?
0: And one thing I'm glad you brought Mason up because when you were talking about your girls and how they can describe their emotions and yeah. they're really in touch with how they're feeling, imagine raising a boy that way. Yeah. Well, I can't wait. Yeah. I know, but like it's you're gonna give him a superpower. You yeah, realize that, yeah. right? Yeah. Because it's so rare for a male to be really in touch. My boyfriend is the first person that I've really been around that is like, my heart doesn't feel good today. And I'm like, wow, like, that's powerful. Let's talk about that. And he's like, yeah, I haven't slept good the last few nights. And like, we'll have this really open conversation about the energy around his heart. That's amazing. Because otherwise,
1: you don't, well, then you come home and the partner's like, you know, They're angry and you're like, why are you angry? And then all of a sudden you're fighting over like silly things and expectations and things that you're just
0: like, what is, like what's going on? And you and me spoke about expectation before this and that's, Me and my boyfriend's, Matt's mantra, we just, there's no expectations. It's this very unconditional love. Yeah. And, and I think, like, to go back to Mason, bring somebody up, a male yeah. that is so clear with who they are innately, mm-hmm. like, on a soul, yeah. emotional level is, wow, oh, I'm excited to watch this I know, unfold. it's actually
1: really exciting. Like, it's really funny because Lee and I, in our um, relationship, we're, almost going through something and we've just sort of, it's almost like we've come out of the crappy phase of it and now we're in, like, the part where we're understanding why that happened. Um And you will get even closer yeah. as a result. And he is, like, he's super in tune with his emotions and mm. stuff, but being, you know, that male, it was never something you really expressed and talked about. So, like, you have basically ended up with the wrong partner, buddy, because we are all about emotions and yeah. feelings and that's what we do in this house now and... Just recently he was having a conversation with me and he said, oh, you know, like I just didn't feel like his energy was that great. And I yeah. was like, what would you say? Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I just didn't really feel like his energy was that great. He just, I didn't feel like he really was blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God, I love that you just said that yeah. because you're so much more aware now. Like, yeah. you know, it was in you. You just, we're unlocking it more and more. Mm. And, it, and I love like he's so much more attractive to me when he's a conscious human.
0: Yeah. It's funny because I watched a lot of your Insta stories yeah. and you two are very cute together and he's got this beautiful softness. Yeah, very, yeah. And so naturally I think you're probably just going to crack open yeah. this beautiful Pandora's box Yeah, it's like <laughs> that person's energy is effed up, that person's energy is good. He'll probably have the like this kind of like Miyagi. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean don't get me wrong, he can be stubborn as hell. But <laughs>
0: like <laughs> but like. It's so
1: cool to see a transformation in a relationship. Like I met Lee when I wasn't really, I, I was a lost soul, you know, and, and I mm. hear a lot of the time, you know, you can't be with someone until you're happy with yourself. And I think, you know, and I kind of detest that a little bit. I because agree. I needed, I needed love when I didn't yeah. have it. I needed to be shown love because I didn't feel worthy. I'm like he literally came in and showed me love when I didn't even love myself and that was really powerful for me. I'm a different person to the Abby that Lee met and that was something that he was struggling with I think the last few months is that I am actually quite independent and I love my Mm -hmm. time alone and I love to fill my cup and I, I love to have me time whereas he was sort of like, oh, is she angry at me? Like why is she taking this time to herself? We should be together now. Like the kids are asleep. I don't get it. So I kind of have been trying to explain that like, you know, in order for me to give you the best of me,
0: I need to go and do these things. You know? I totally agree with you with that. I think that when you love and know who you are, you'll yes, meet the right person. Like I disagree totally. And I think love heals. So Absolutely. I think Lee's love would have healed your heart in yeah. some way when you probably needed it more than you realized.
1: I think when you, what, what people mean by this maybe is that like, You know, when when you have a relationship breakdown, it's like you've got, you know, you've got your two fists together. Yeah, you've Mm. got one person is changing and the other one's staying the same. And this is where you grow differently and grow apart. Totally. Yeah. So I think where the trouble is, is when you meet someone who is, you know, we consider them broken or a a lost soul, they've got so much growing to do ahead that when they start that journey, if the partner's not willing to come with them, we have trouble. So yeah, Mm. you know, you can't meet someone until you love yourself. You can. But you've yeah. got to both be really um, open to growing together. And that's something like I'm so happy that Lee is, you know, he's 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 becoming a better person too. It's really nice.
0: And they say that growth happens the moment you feel a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. So that little bit of like, oh, like yeah. why isn't Abby hanging out with me tonight? Yeah. Like, that is where the magic kind of happens. So yeah. you have to feel that like, you know, you said you're coming through the funky kind of bit. Yeah. You ha- that's the magic. That's yeah, the moment. Literally. And he's been forced to feel that, which yeah. will, and that's why I say you get even closer you after do. each account. Yeah, and, and
1: it makes you have that chat. Like, I mean, I'll be in the bath. He's like, have I done something? I'm like, no, but you're really pissing me off now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <This> <laughs> really is me.
1: <laughs> um, Because then I feel like I've got to get out. Like, you know, and I why do I have to get out? It's 10 o'clock. I'm allowed to be in the bath. Like, ah. <laughs> so, like, then you come back. You have that conversation about, like, when I'm doing this for me, like, I'm going to be so much better for you later, yeah. you know. So you get the best of me, not the rest of me. Like yeah. that's why I do
0: these things, <sighs> you know. Oh my God, I could talk to you all. Do you know oh, this goes so? My this guy, I didn't even <laughs> hear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that you. I love that you wrote this about yourself. You wrote a few things that we haven't even touched on yet. But I'm not for everyone, and everyone is not for me. Yeah. Can you extrapolate that? Because I love it so much. Well, what I've learned from this job is that you will, you're constantly,
1: you know, you're constantly coming into uh, negativity. People don't like you for something, or, you know, mm. they disagree with whatever you've just said. Or, mm. um, I don't know, when, when I was going through a lot of my own crap, you know, you've got people who are just brutally awful. Mm. Um, And if you really want to delve into that side of things, it can really have a big impact on you. You know, you start to think maybe I need to change the way I look or, you know, maybe I should just shut up or maybe, I, you know, maybe life would be better if I wasn't in it. Like those kind of comments can really get you down. So I think for me, it was about coming up with a mantra that made me know and understand that. I will forever be coming across people who do not love me but there will always be people who do. So I want to be for them people. You know, I don't want to be for the ones that don't love me. I don't want to be reacting on my Instagram being like, listen up, like you wankers, like (laughs) I am blah, 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 blah. No, like I want to be coming on saying like, hey, guess what? Like, you know, I've just had a thought about this and this is what's helped me, blah, 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 blah. You know, I want to be giving people positive things, not Mm. putting more negative negative energy out there. So I'm not for everyone and everyone is not for me is just saying to myself that keep doing what you're doing and the people that love you will find you and you'll attract the people that are like you and um, the people that don't, like they'll move along. They'll they'll find someone else to hate on or they'll find someone else that they, you know, connect with and that's fine. It's just
0: nice to know that, yeah, I'm not going to be liked by everyone so don't try to be. And I think also um, you'll still get those little, I call them like universal challenges that come up where you're like, really? I've done all this work on myself and I've still got to deal with the dingo. Yeah, yeah. And and because I've changed my perception on that, I'm like, what a great gift to see how much I've grown. Well, that's true. Since the last time that shitty thing happened. Yeah, yeah. And when you change your perception, you can be like, oh, my God, I handled that totally different. Yeah. To how twenty-two-year-old Abby would have handled well, that. Well, that's right. Yeah, and then you start to kind of look forward to the. I love it when people don't like me, and it sounds yeah, like a really yeah. weird thing because no. I'm like, hey, that positive spin. <laughs> yeah, but you when you're around people that like you, it's like a yes world. Yeah, yeah that's we can do true. this. Yeah, yeah, and and that's amazing. We need that. I hope yeah. you like this podcast, <laughs> but. um when I find, and, and it's a, I read this quote, but like when I find someone that doesn't like me or comes up against me or something, yep. I'm like, what can I learn about myself in yep. this moment? Even if it's just to handle
1: yep. criticism
0: well yeah um but i read a quote and it was like um the most successful people in the world one they love fa- they look forward to failing but the mm-hmm. other one was they really enjoy conflict because it allows them to find holes in their psyche right yeah so you can find a blind spot yeah. of like oh why is that thing coming up for me where what can i what can i like um yeah. learn from i mean it's a very deep psychological yeah, way yeah. of looking at things but yeah. now i'm like and as a result of spending a lot of time learning this, I'm so much quicker mm. on having my own back. Yeah, yeah. Because you feel, I know you're like this, you know when you see someone and you're like, oh, 10 minutes later, you're like, shit, I feel bad. Yeah. And it, But it's like emotional vampire, you're yep. running with real manipulation. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, I know everything that came out of their mouth was kind of nice. Yeah. But really it was totally mean, like when you uh-huh. read between the lines. But when you're kind of like, Psychologically, kind of explore yourself. You you can catch that mm-hmm. in the in the no. I I don't know if I'm making any sense right no, now, but I'm, getting I'm really it. passionate yeah, about. Yeah. this like having your own back a bit more, and yeah. that's why. Like, I really loved how you said, "I'm not for everyone. Everyone's not for me." And like, it's being so comfortable in yourself. Miller did it mm-hmm. when the girl said you're fat, and Miller's like, oh, you know, I think I'm beautiful just the way I am." So having that. So see how there was yeah, no thought pattern. Yeah. She just did yeah, it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's training ourselves to be like, because people are going to talk shit about us. 100%. Humans do that to anyone in a workplace, yep. basically. And it's about being able to stand in your own That's self and yep. being like, yeah. Like I, I ran into someone before I came here and they said, what are you doing at the moment? And I knew they didn't like me that much. Yeah. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm about to go on podcast. I'm about to podcast Abby. And they said, oh, is that all you do now, podcasting? Mm-hmm. And I just looked and I had that moment like Mill and I said, yeah, that's one of the things I do and I absolutely love it. Yeah, and that's the best response. Isn't that good? (laughs) That's
1: so good. It's like, um, well, yeah, it's like with teaching the kids, it's like if you can perspective, I guess, like uh, or perception and perspective, like, you know, if you can understand why little Timmy um, has pushed over Johnny, it's not because he wants to hurt him, it's because he has like, been treated poorly previously so if you can like receive a comment that's not that nice like I did yesterday like um I put a, uh, a post up or something I might, might have been HelloFresh fresh and oh what's it like not having a job and I thought oh that's really annoying yeah but I was like you know what like you got a lot of work to do on yourself mister yeah, like and his time. bio said be the best you can be and I thought you got a lot of work to do before you can be the best that you can be but that didn't affect me because yeah. my my thinking
0: was like no oh. You know, your poor thing. But how good that you've done the work. So 22, Abby, Absolutely. would have like, been like, oh, my God. dare you. Like, yeah, I blah blah." you know, ego.
1: Like, I want yeah. to ego you. Yeah. It's, it's just, so
0: cool. It is cool. To find that within. And I think that comes and you hit on it before, like, from that level of consciousness where you're like, yeah. I can read energy, I can feel energy. Yeah. And you can feel if you're dealing with a dingo on it. That's my yeah, word for absolute dickhead. Yeah. yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that. And, and, like, <laughs> even Abby and I, we both go to events as part of our job and yeah. you'll feel the real people in the room.
1: 100%. I clung to like a baby bloody koala to Lola. I was like, you leave my side. Yeah. I think we even did our bra fitting together. We
0: did. We had to do our bra fitting. We went in together. And today we're best friends. So. <laughs> it's But it, it's it's so, I think um, I think it happens to everyone. It doesn't matter if you're going to an event. It doesn't That's matter right. if you've got a birthday party. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a work thing. Yeah. There are going to be dingoes in the room. They're going to be real people. Trust your intuition with reading yeah. energy because like, straight away like and we had a like we had a plan for the day (laughs) we had (laughs) we had a really great day actually but
1: yeah it's It's, true the energy in the room does not lie what is what's that saying where like you know energy speaks louder uh, than like words i guess uh, like you can you can read a person well and truly before they've even opened their mouth like uh, i think that's amazing
0: It's It's uh, so true. I study acting school at the moment and you'll often do exercises where you're not allowed to use your voice.
1: Oh, okay. And yet you have to
0: affect other people in the room. It's amazing how much you can do with the face, the body, (laughs) the the way you hold yourself. Yep. Human behaviour, I could talk to you all day about human behaviour. I love it. Yeah. I know we're going to run out of time so I'm going to keep flying through. You also wrote to me, and I love this, when things are bad, they won't always stay that way when things are good. They won't always stay that way either. And I had a friend that always said to me, nothing stays the same for too long. Yeah, yeah. And is that kind of like a mantra for like just be present? Yeah, yep, yeah, hugely.
1: So like, you know, we get so um, and I get really impacted by negative people. I'm sure everybody does. But like sometimes I just want to shake them and I just want to say, or, or even when people say to me, like, how come you're smiling? Like, I might not be Do in a couple weeks. people say that to you? Yeah, like, how come oh. you're smiling and I've just been through X, Y, Z and I'm not? And I'm like, because this is, and that's what I mean by it, is like your world is crumbling and falling apart now for some of us, but it might not be, like, it won't be like that forever. You know, you might be on a cruise or in Bali on a holiday and you're like, oh, I love my life and I just want people to remember that, it won't always be great either. So like when it is great, that's when we should be doing lots of things, like I think reading books and, you know, equipping our belts with
0: tools to use for when life isn't because it will be shit at times. As and well. this is where I get really passionate about people like, oh, you've got a therapist. And I see, like, judgment. Yeah, like, yeah. I I remember I was dating a guy and he and I watched the face just be like. He's like,
1: oh, God, I've got a nut bag here. Correct.
0: That's exactly <laughs> what happened. And, yeah. and And then he proceeded to say some really, like, dark things mm. and I was like, I'll never be seeing you ever again. Like, I could just feel the yeah, judgment. Yeah, yeah. Re fast forward to my boyfriend now, second date, I was like, I'm getting this one out of the way. I'm ripping the yeah. band-aid off. And I was like, I think you should know I have a therapist. And he said, I find that so attractive. I have oh, one that's too. that's so cool. But with the, um, back back to your quote, like yeah. I go to a therapist every week. It's my non-negotiable. Yeah. Even when things are like. Great. Great. Yeah. And I don't go to a therapist because I've got problems. Yeah. My therapist mantra with me is let's be bulletproof. Yeah, that's cool. So I've got the tools to be able to handle today when someone kind of manipulated and spoke down to me. I was able to go, no, thank you. I'm not going to. Mm, cool, thanks yeah. for the projection. You can have it back. <laughs> Correct. And that's what he actually says. He says that you use, because he trains fighters as well, he said you use their negative energy and you literally just send it straight back Yeah, them. yeah. And that's what you do by standing in power. Yeah. And that's where I love that you've said, like, use that time. Use the time when you feel great to read, to yeah. learn. To, and, and also if therapy is not your jam, Reiki, Chris, well, you've it. got a psyche. Yeah, yeah, like you
1: know? 100%. Yeah, it's super important and, like, that's probably why I started what I started is because one, some people don't have a person to go to, so I wanted to be that person. But two, we wait till the you know, we wait till something really bad happens before we act, and sometimes we don't even act then, we wait for something really, really bad to happen, yeah, where we get, I don't know, an intervention or you know, where we're already in a lot of trouble. So it's like, let's promote um seeing a therapist and things mm. not just for the crazies like you know let's do it for because you're taking you know the leap to get help i think it's really inspiring i think that like if you are actively seeing someone no matter what state you're in like the high five like yeah. that's amazing and tell Tell your bloody nan and your grandpa and watch them just go. Oh, that's yeah. so uncomfortable. Like <laughs> I'm seeing <laughs> a therapist. Like you know, they're just so uncomfortable. But like oh. that's the shit we need to be jamming this into is, our kids. This is,
0: goes back to what you said at the very start, <laughs> where you were like, you're bridging the generational yeah. gap. Like my dad blesses cotton socks. <laughs> as I, I was like, I, I like if we ever have an argument, which kind of like happens every three or four months. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, I'll be like, my therapist has worked me through this. He's like, well, it's good you've got a therapist because you're very sensitive. And I'm like, you need man, one, babe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love him. I love him to the to absolute bits. Yes. But it's that it, it is that kind of like. And I, and one thing I know you're so passionate about is, is self care. Yes. Self care can look different for other yeah, people. 100%. Like I think, um, you know, for you, even like how you like bath time. Yeah, bath
1: time. That's my thing.
0: Yeah, well, water, emotion, that's letting go. It's a cleansing. It is, and even the kids.
1: And um, back to the co-parenting side of things, like um, on the other side of the fence, if the kids ever come home or they leave here in a rut, it's like they get shower time to, you know, wash all that bad energy off them and, like, that is awesome. I love that they go over there and it's like that too.
0: You know, like yeah. that—that's that's cool. You really both carried that across. Yeah, it's
1: cool. So, like the kids, you know, can be in whatever state. But when we get in that shower and we wash it away, like we get out and we're we're different. Like you know, leave all your crap, your baggage in the shower. It's going I had the a, um, I had a
0: roommate that did that. She was like, "I'm having a shower. I don't yeah. know how long it's gonna be." Yeah. Oh, that's me too. Lay on the floor, like do whatever you got to yeah, do. Yeah, she that was her kind of, and she was a cancerian, so yep. there were water signs. And I and I think you've got to know what your form of self care is. Like, yeah. I love. I ruminate. I obsess over thoughts. I get anxiety. Yeah. So for me, a therapist and being able to talk it out, but then yeah. Sometimes I'll be like, it's a hypnotherapy day. Yeah, you know, like know what works. Yeah, I um, mean, you know is it Reiki healing? Is it yeah. crystal healing? You, when you meet, was it Claire the psychic? What was her yeah. name? Claire Hill. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, this is it. Was this nice. is me? Well, it was just because I think I had no one had understood me,
1: so yeah. to go to someone who was like, you don't even really need to speak because I, I am so, I'm like. I get you. And she held me that space. Like, yeah. And it was a really crap story that I was sharing. And she wasn't even faced by it. It was like, you just need someone to listen to you, basically. Like, and also, I was already really quite positive within it. And I said to her from the start, I will get there when I'm ready. But mm. like right now, I don't want to be. I want to be angry and I want to be upset and I want to do this my way for a little bit. But I know what I've got to do as well and I'll do that when I'm ready but not yet.
0: And also I know you'll be able to probably agree with me on this one, often the negative feelings like the sadness, the hurt, yeah, the depression, it's a nicer feeling than the fight to feel happy. Yeah, yeah. There's a safety it's in comfortable. it. comfortable. It's so, yeah. like, why do you think I melancholy mean, songs? But, you know. Like, why are the Sam Smith songs so amazing? Yeah, I know, right? We relate to that kind yeah. of, like, melancholy and it's yeah. super. Deep. My boyfriend's a music producer and we talk about it all the time. That's like, so true. We love pain music. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm super
1: audience too. So, like, yeah. I put my headphones in every night or if I wake up at 6am, I'll pop the headphones in because I know I've got, like, an hour and a half before the kids wake yeah. up because... Those songs explain shit that I can't get out, but I'll feel better after that song.
0: So they say, not I know I keep using things I learned in acting school, but the quickest way to change your mood for a character or scene is music. Yeah, so yeah. put headphones on and be. If you've got to be up and happy yeah. and you're exhausted and you're like, where am I going to find this energy? Music.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like your physical impacts your mental, so it's totally. like you're moving and going nuts. Like, yeah, you, you're really like. You
0: know, those endorphins
1: are just... Totally. ...passing.
0: <laughs> and, and flip it to, like, oh, God, I've got a really heavy scene. Yeah. Let's listen to yep. some, like...
1: Let pop our headphones in and be
0: like still in and the the press. national and, yeah. Just, yeah. and like Lana Del Rey time. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so it's so interesting. Yeah. But do you know that we've already like hit time? Do you know that we just have way too many good chats together? Can I ask one more thing? This is just a selfish question. You, sure. You just touched on Claire auditory. Is that how you call yeah, it? Okay. Claire yeah, audience. Yeah, audience. So is that your – do you get messages from sound, from hearing things? Um, do you know what? This is probably – that's something I'm really wanting to
1: um, inquire yeah. and explore um, because I do – like I'll go to sleep and I can like have dreams or things like that but I don't write things down. Mm-hmm. Like I want to get better at that because that's – I think at the moment my, my next move is Definitely going to be focusing on my career, mm. what I'm passionate about and really like making it come alive rather than being, the sit, you know, the person that sits back and watches everyone else do it. I'm very much You're like ready. that. I'm just so ready. So, yeah, like music really just, I don't know, I, I do I feel a lot in it. I mm. just need to really inquire within that now and my <laughs> thoughts and my feelings. I'm very, yeah, energy like but I need to write things down because I do get a lot of things that come to me um, and then they might happen and then I'm like, oh, I thought that, but I won't say anything because I'll sound like a dick. But um, actually Claire and I did an exercise when we were away doing a workshop and I can't remember what it is, but where you read, I can't remember what it's called just right now, but you read um, a person, like Mm. just you read them Mm. and she held up pictures of her family members and I've never met these people, didn't know Mm. who they were and just she goes, I don't want you to think, I just want you to say what comes to your mind. And I was Mm. like, okay. So she held up a picture and um, Sarah came to my mind and the number 53 or whatever came to my mind and um, animals came to my mind and all these random little things come to my mind and she wrote it down. She's like, yep, just keep saying it, keep saying it. And then I'm like, that's all I got. Um, and, and she she goes, okay, so Sarah came to mind because that was my best friend who died of a brain tumour mm. when I was 16. She goes, because she died of a brain tumour. So that was oh, my like sign for it. brain tumour. Um, animals, it was like, oh, there was just a whole, like, that. like, the number that was her age. Like, there was mm. a lot of things that Claire's like, see, like, you just, you've got so much um, noise in there. Mm. You've just got to, like, drown it out and listen to what comes intuitively. Mm. Whereas I'll be like, I'll doubt myself. I'll be like, oh, God, why did I think that? That's weird. Like, you know, and then I'm on to the next thing rather than listening. Like, what is that trying to tell me?
0: How so cool. I really would like
1: to, um, I would like to, yeah, go a bit more into that. So that will be next for me, I think.
0: And you know with your dreams you've got a seven-minute window when you wake up.
1: Oh, okay. So you've no. got seven
0: minutes that you'll recall because we dream multiple, multiple times a yeah, night, even yeah. though you kind of remember the last couple. Yeah. Um, and you've yeah, seven minutes to write. And some people dream in black and white, some people dream in colour. Yeah. This is more the brain chemistry side of it. Yeah, but yeah. um that's cool. It, you should definitely start doing that because you'll be like, you can look over and be like, holy yeah, shit. Exactly right. I dreamt of Lola, she texted, you yeah, know, like yeah. or like really weird yep. stuff and then dates and stuff. It yep. is so Claire and I, were
1: we were sitting on a plane and we had, um, and there's a lot of energy in an airplane, but Mm. we were sitting next to this stranger. And anyway, we ended up having a chat and we got talking, whatever. Like this, and I think it was because I had Claire with me who Mm. was saying like start being conscious of it, practice it a bit, like, you know, whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah. Anyway, we got on the plane and I had said this whole entire sentence in my head. And then this woman then went and said what I just thought and I was like to Claire, I looked at Claire, I was like, this is weird and I think it's because you're with me that I'm paying attention to it. But, yeah, there's something there that I would really love to Mm. unlock there but um, I suppose like everything, like all the events that have happened in my life, I think they've all led me to this point. So now I'm ready. But, yeah, I'm in that real weird phase at the moment. I'm like, I'm weird. Weird is good. Normal gets you nowhere. Have you heard that? Oh, this is
0: true. (laughs) You want to be weird. I love it. I can't wait to hear more. As you're talking, I'm like, I've got to put her in touch with that person. That person loves doing that, and and I think and. The beauty of your job is like if you go to an event, start using it. Cause yeah. you're gonna get it on steroids. That yeah. that like energies cause everyone projects at those kind of places Yes, they're so friggin' scary. Yeah. <laughs> and I think um, use it to your advantage and be like I can I know I can walk into a room and I can be like, That person's real, that person's real, that person's real, the other person half are lost and then the other half are yeah. now. So like well, I'm really trying to do of- a
1: thing at the minute. I know we're over time, but I'm trying not to. So I've gone off drinking for the moment. Um, oh, and I gave you a bottle of wine That's when I fine. In. <laughs> I'm sure I'll go back on it one day. But, yeah, you're like, do you drink? I was like, do I tell her? No, I won't. Um, <laughs> but because when I walk into a room, I obviously feel everyone's energy, but I also, um, I babble. And I, it's almost like I will go, everyone's my best friend, and I tell them everything. And I go into like these big, like, and I think they're like me. And I'm like, oh, you know, when blah, blah, blah. And then next minute I've told them everything. And I'm like, oh, I really hope that you are just like me and not going to remember this tomorrow. But um, I open up way yeah, too much. And easy. I'm sick of feeling like I'm out of control. So I'm really, at the moment, I'm, I don't know, again, I'm weird. And I'm going through this phase of like, Trying to really better myself and I want to be in control when I'm at places and I wanna, I don't know, I just wanna I'm just trying to really change
0: things. Dude, celebrate your weirdness. That's the magic. And that's probably where your career trajectory will just morph into something that is totally your calling within your heart. Yeah. Yeah. So celebrate the weirdness. A hundred million percent. And I think And you said this last night when I was like, "I've been googling you," and you're like, "Far out, Lola." Uh, And and I think, why not now? Like, celebrate your own story. Well, this this is point, you know, so refreshing. Like, do you know what? From here on out, like,
1: I'm not going to do anything for people who want the old version of Abby. Like, Mm. I think unless you are willing to accept me for just me, little old Mm. Abs, like, you know, with three kids and you know, a co-parent and blah blah blah, like that's it. I'm just not interested. And Mm. um, it's really upset me in the past to think, yeah, I've nailed that. And then to go read it and think, oh, like, you know, you clearly just wanted me for that or whatever. I'm so
0: done with that. Like, I think media is its own beast and that's where podcasts are beautiful because you, and I said this last night, this is a celebration of you, however you want that to look, and Mm -hmm. it feels like it has been that, which is really nice. Yeah, it's been nice. But I think media is its own beast and now I just look at media as like, you know what, I'm always going to put out the best that I can Mm -hmm. of what I do and people can interpret that, journalists can interpret that any way they want to. Yeah. And I'm not, like it's a bit like going back to your quote, like I'm not for everyone and everyone's not for for me and that's okay. Well, I think too like that um,
1: my purpose is greater than me and what, Mm. what I do, like it feels like the impact and the energy that I feel when I put things out is huge and I don't know, like, those kind of um, people that want me for those wrong reasons. Mm. I'm like, I don't want to do your stuff because I want people to follow me or to like me. It's like, I'm happy to just to stay in my lane. If I don't grow any bigger than what I am, awesome. Like if I shrink smaller, great. Like, you know, if more people want to take more out of me, like that's amazing. Like, you know, as I'm not here for any benefit other than what I can do for other people. So, the the climbing and the social side of things, the status of what we do and how it can impact your head a bit. It's just that's just not me. Like it's not for me, and that's where I get a bit overwhelmed by this world. And I retract oh, yeah. back to my little bedroom and my kids, and you know, and I remind myself that what my purpose is it's to help people. Let's not get
0: you know, let's not get lost. And I think I, I'm so glad you mentioned that because. I want to build a profile I'm proud of that inspires people, you said to me last night. Yes. And I think that you are doing that already. No. Uh, and I think the take-homes from this are vulnerability is power and <laughs> celebrate your weirdness, my friend. Be weird. That's nice. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for coming into my bed. Oh, thanks for having me. This is the first bed podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, beautiful. Thank Bye. you. That's a wrap on another episode of Fearlessly Failing. As always, thank you to our guests. And let's continue the conversation on Instagram. I'm at yummololaberry. This potty, my word for podcast, is available on all streaming platforms. I'd love it if you could subscribe, rate and comment. And of course, spread the love.